Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Coming up on today's show, the Xbox and Activision Blizzard deal is finally done, and Spider-Man 2 is out. We'll tell you if the web slinger is worth your time. Spoilers, it is. Good, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the What's Good Games podcast, your source for video game news, commentary, analysis, and funny stuff every Friday. I'm one of your hosts, Andrea Renee, joined by Mrs. Rihanna Manuel Pena. I made it. I made it. Hello, here. Kitty. Yeah. <laughs> you did make it indeed. Every day is a win. Every for day. For a second, I was like, why are we calling her Kitty? And then I, my brain did. And I even pointed out how much I love your sweatshirt before we even started <laughs> recording. Brain. Rihanna Hi, is wearing here. a very cute. Yes, Brittany Brombacher <laughs> is also here, everybody. Welcome Hi. to the show, Britt. My shirt isn't as cute, but I wanted to wear something kind of spooky. It is an RPD blood splattered shirt. We're getting to Halloween, and I can let Andrea show me up with her adorable little yeah, I'm here show for the everyone. Booze. Here for the booze. That is it's so cute. And it's a little ghost holding a little glass of wine. So freaking cute. <laughs> Yeah, I've had this for a while. I have to be careful wearing it around my cats, though, because one of my cats loves to dig his back claws into my shirts and I've lost nice. many a t-shirt <laughs> to holes that he accidentally puts when he's like gets spooked or something while I'm holding him. So mm-hmm. I do not touch the kitty when I wear the shirt because I can't find this one anymore and I love it. <gasps> anyway, it's spooky season. We're very excited about it. Welcome to the show, everybody. I want to say thank you to this month's Patreon producers, Chewy's Godson, Ferris Atia, Justin Foshi, and Punctified. And thank you, everybody, at patreon.com slash what's good games. We appreciate all of your love and support. And we have a couple wonderful new podcast reviewers as well. We do. Thank you, Still Afternoon, Henry Mick81, and Kirk1223. Very kind. Like I say every week, we read every review that comes in, and they do fill us with the warm and fuzzies. It is, has always been fascinating to learn where y'all watch our show or how you watch it. So thank you for the lovely insight. Before we leave you for three months. Wah, wah, wah. That's the, the real scare there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of leaving, yes, in case you missed it, we do have just a tiny bit of housekeeping before we kick off the news. We are going on hiatus if you missed the news. We are in solidarity, taking some time off with Rihanna as she is about to go into maternity leave. So What's Good Games will be dark for November, December, and January, but then we'll be back. And we're doing a fun stream as a send-off next week, Thursday, October 26th, starting at 12 p.m. Pacific time. Join us at twitch.tv slash what's good games for our fun live stream. There'll be a kind of a, an homage to the happy hour Q&A. We're going to have some fun special guests. And we're even going to have some wonderful people from the Jackbox Games team on the stream to talk about Jackbox Party Pack 10, a game that we play, I think, at almost every single live stream we've ever done. Yeah. We play a Jackbox game. So it felt fitting to get their team on to talk about their 10th anniversary. Of course, Jackbox 10 is out this week. So hopefully you guys will join us next week. Do it. Thursday. 
12 p.m. Pacific time. Do it, you fools. Yeah. We'll give you guys more details about the Patreon and, and the hiatus and all that. So please join us then. Today's show is brought to you by HelloFresh and MeUndies, but we'll talk to you more about that in just a little bit because everybody, it's time. It's time for the long slog of legal news about Xbox, Microsoft Gaming, and Activision Blizzard and the various legal entities around the world to be finally done. Yes! Yes. The CMA in the UK finally cleared the last hurdle that Microsoft was waiting for, and it is done. They are now one in a $69 billion deal. (laughs) (laughs) I really love the graphic that they put up where it's like Xbox and Activision and Blizzard and King and you. (laughs) It's just so So silly. It's adorable. (laughs) Hallelujah. Yeah, I know. We've been feel like we've been talking about this story for a long time. Turns out we have. It was originally announced in January 2022, if you can believe it. Wow. It's literally been that long that this deal has been in the works and going through the various legal hurdles. But now, of course, all eyes are to Xbox Game Pass when the Activision Blizzard library is going to join. You know, Phil Spencer, Xbox boss, who we talk about all the time on the show, had a quote in the post about it this week saying, as one team, we'll learn, innovate, and continue to deliver on our promise to bring the joy and community of gaming to more people. We'll do this in a culture that strives to empower everyone to do their best work, where all people are welcome and is centered on our ongoing commitment to gaming for everyone. We are intentional about inclusion in everything we do at Xbox, from our team to the products we make, to the stories we tell, to the way our players interact and engage as a wider gaming community. I really love that he used that language specifically about intentionality with inclusion because Xbox, I think, has really shown that that is true in all of the initiatives that they've done, particularly over the last 12 to 18 months. So it doesn't just feel like lip service. It actually feels like, hey, they care. They're actually like trying, which mm-hmm. is great because I know Activision Blizzard had some problems. Speaking of problems, Bobby Kotick is staying on until the end of 2023, <laughs> but there is no mention or word on what's going to happen in 2024. Ooh. So turns out 2023, almost over. Almost. What's going to happen next year? Don't know. Yeah, I thought that Phil has done some pretty fun interviews recently in light of all of this. And just some information has come out that's been kind of fun. So the first thing I want to talk about is, you know, everyone I think was wondering, not everyone, but some folks were wondering, hey, where are all the Activision Blizzard games on Game Pass? Like you said, Andrew, all eyes are on that. And he has a quote with IGN, and he says, the truth of the matter is with Activision Blizzard King that the regulatory process took so long, and frankly, there's a lot of uncertainty in that process up until really a week before before we closed or the week of when the CMA finally came down the decision we weren't able to get in and work with mostly Activision Blizzard in this case on that back catalog work so it's a little out of context but essentially they weren't really able to start that process probably because of legal reasons and paperwork but it is happening and that's why it was a little anticlimactic I think a lot of folks were expecting kind of like with the Zenimax deal right everything it seems like was on game pass relatively soon after that closed but it is coming And the other interview he recently did, let me pull up my notes here, is with the official Xbox podcast, which is hosted by some lovely people like Jeff Rubenstein, Malik Prince, and Tina Amini. And Phil was talking about some cool stuff on there, like how he encourages studios to go through their back catalog. And now if you look at the IP that Xbox owns, it's kind of like ridiculous. (laughs) That is a hefty ass catalog y'all own. But there is one quote that was making the rounds that I want to read about Call of Duty. So quote, 
For Call of Duty players on PlayStation and in the future on Nintendo, I want you to feel 100% part of the community. I don't want you to feel like there's content you're missing out, there's skins you're missing out, there's timing you're missing out on. That's not the goal. The goal is 100% parity across all platforms as much as we can for launching content. I say as much as we can on parity because clearly some platforms have revolution and resolution, excuse me, and frame rate differences based on performance, but there's nothing else. We have no goal of somehow trying to get Call of Duty to get you to buy an Xbox console. So I want the Call of Duty Nation to feel supported across all platforms. The Call of Duty Nation. The Call of Duty <laughs> it's big. Nation. Yeah. I mean, Call of Duty is massive. I think people sometimes forget because there's a lot of other things happening in gaming, but Call of yeah. Duty is still very, very large. <laughs> very large. So no, I love that. I mean, Phil is just such a great dude and I love how personable he is and just how authentic he seems when he comes across. And we've talked about this a bunch, but just hearing him talk about that, you actually believe him when he talks. It's not just lip service and it's just not that super shallow PR speak that you got from some other CEOs. So yeah, I think that's wonderful. So this is a good a good thing and I'm excited to see how everything kind of rolls out in the future. But thankfully, I don't, I'm not the one that has to make those decisions. I get to just to sit back and play the games. You know what I mean? Because fuck that shit. Yeah, what a great time to be a gamer. Never, no, God, stop <laughs> it. I'm, let me get I'm your sorry, blazer. Let me get your blazer know, with like right? your little jeans and your nice little shoes. I'll put you on a stage. I'll just I'll just put on, what, what's the t-shirt I want to put on to kind of like incite conversation about like a back catalog game mm. that needs to come Jade to Xbox Empire. Game Pass? But that not that an EA-owned game? Which one? It was Bioware originally. I don't know who has it now. Yeah, I thought EA owned that game. I don't know. Because I was, was going to say Peggle. for me. Oh, Peggle. See, Peggle, is currently on Game Pass, yeah. which is also an EA-owned property because they own PopCap, the keep, people who made that game. But you really I don't want to kick I the just, hornet's nest? Crash Bandicoot. Uh, Wait, is Crash Bandicoot not on there yet? I don't was know. That, the, part of the, that must have been part of the Activision game. It is, but like that's what I'm getting at. Is like, you know, that was a PlayStation yeah. game, and they put mm. Crash on there. And now I mean, with your mm. little ah. Well, you know, listen, that catalog is great already. It doesn't need anything else. It would take, it would take three lifetimes or more to Where's play all the games currently decay, on Game Pass. Phil? Okay, listen, let's continue on, shall we? But before we do that, I want to let you know that this episode of What's Good Games is brought to you by this wonderful sponsor. This episode of What's Good Games is brought to you by HelloFresh. Have you heard the ads, seen the mailers, and thought to yourself, what is HelloFresh all about? With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why, friends, it's America's number one meal kit. A crazy schedule can make it easy to fall back into your dinnertime recipe rut. Keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every week, so there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. The thought of cooking and doing dishes can be daunting. We get it. But HelloFresh makes whipping up a home-cooked dinner actually doable with quick and easy options, including their 15-minute meals. That's less time than it takes to get delivery. And with everything pre-portioned and delivered right to your door every week, it doesn't get much easier to prepare freshly made meals. Turn to HelloFresh Market for yummy add-ons and enjoy the season's limited-time fall flavors lineup. Feast on desserts like the apple cider cake hole with caramel sauce 
asshole. Or please a crowd with appetizers like the barbecue pulled pork nachos. And don't forget the mini pumpkin cheesecake, perfect for a me-time treat. Seriously, they are delicious. So, I'm not lying. They are. They're, dude, they're my favorite new thing. They're so good. I'm really, I feel really <laughs> sad for people who are wearing headphones because I just made some really obscene noises. But like, listen, it's very good. Uh, so I just made the crispy buffalo spice chicken with Cholula mashed potatoes and carrots. And I, y'all know me. This meal is delicious. I love buffalo chicken. I love oh, Cholula. It's one of my faves. So good. But my poor husband didn't realize how spicy Cholula can be. And he cannot stand the spice. So he drenched his chicken in Cholula, which meant that I got to eat it because he couldn't handle it. And when I tell you, it was the freaking best cozy meal ever so so good so definitely try that one out if you see it on your recipe list and you can go to hellofresh.com slash 50 what's good and use code 50 what's good for 50% off plus free shipping stop waiting to try America's number one meal kit and go to hellofresh.com slash 50 what's good and use code 50 what's good for 50% off plus free shipping when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Continuing on with the news, some NPD numbers, even though they're not really NPD, there are Circana numbers now. I mean, there's still lots of numbers happening out there, but this is just the one that I pulled from the fine folks over at Game Informer. So surprising, probably no one, definitely not me. Starfield was the best-selling game in the U.S. in September, and the PlayStation 5 remained the top console, which... It's a little interesting given that Starfield <laughs> is an Xbox exclusive, but a little game called Baldur's Gate 3 did come to PlayStation 5. Um, so, I mean, that may have had something to do with it. Or, you know, people just getting ready for Spider-Man. Who knows? So, video game analyst group Circana released its September 2023 numbers, and the company revealed that developer Bethesda Game Studios' Starfield was the best-selling game last month when it launched. After just six weeks on the market, Starfield is already the seventh best-selling game of the year behind February's Hogwarts Legacy, which is holding tight to its top spot. So... It's interesting because I would love to know what the breakdown numbers are between what sales are and what Xbox Game Pass installs are, mm. as I'm sure a lot of people would. But Bethesda had announced that it was the biggest launch ever for a Bethesda game, which is very impressive, Ooh. with more than 6 million players cool. at launch. And according to Game Informer's article, Circana's data tracks dollar sales. So that's, you know people who are actually buying the game, not using it on Game Pass. And it means that Starfield was the best-selling game despite Game Pass. So good for you, Bethesda. Nice. Good job. Hats off. Um, 
And of course, Sircon Executive Director Matt Piscatella, who is, you know, the numbers king when it comes to video games on Twitter. Starfield ranked as the best-selling title of the month, writes Matt, across both Xbox and PC, with PC being its lead sales platform. So other games that did well in September, my other favorite of the month, Mortal Kombat 1. That game was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, EA Sports, FC24, Madden NFL 24, Payday 3, huh. which I feel like no one's talking about. Well, they're having um, some issues and- right now anyway. That's really surprising. Yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. Sad. Well, it still sold a lot. Yeah, it did. Uh, NBA 2K24, The Crew, Motorfest, Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, Hogwarts Legacy, still selling. And Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, that's last year's Call of Duty. So if y'all look at stats as much as I do, you'll always notice that Call of Duty typically has two games always in the top 10. Because as I mentioned in the previous story, Call of Duty is big. Call of Duty, yeah, a lot of these aren't surprising. You know, it's interesting because we were talking about PlayStation 5 remaining in the top console. I wonder how different that would look, if at all, if this wasn't such a baller year for video games. If you have a PS5, <laughs> you're pretty much set. Like, you know, of course, everyone, want, well, not everyone, the people are salty Susans out there. I feel like a lot of folks would have loved the opportunity to play Starfield if they don't have an Xbox or a PC. But, I mean, with a PS5, you have, like you said, you have Spider-Man coming, you had Baldur's Gate 3, you had a whole bunch of other amazing releases this year. Maybe you spent all your money on video games, and now you can't get another one. Who knows? We're late in the year. All I'm saying is, I think... I'd be curious to know what that timeline would look like if Xbox would have been the top console. If they, How many consoles it sold, perhaps, if everyone wasn't just exploding with video games out of every orifice in their body already. Yeah. I don't know. It's like the way that the console market has broken, I, mean, I think, you know, during the proceedings of the trial, Xbox had a lot of their private parts shown. <laughs> um, <laughs> So we kind of we kind of saw a little bit of insight and information into how their console sales business is going. And it became clear to me that their whole business is like, yeah, we want to sell hardware. Obviously, we want to compete. We want to provide gamers with a great technical experience. That goes without saying. But we're not like crying over not being number one in console sales because turns out, you know, we're doing okay. <laughs> yeah. So but I fully anticipate, you know, PlayStation to do well through the end of the year and Switch, of course, has some bangers coming. We haven't talked about Super Mario Brothers Wonder yet, but hopefully we'll be able to talk about it next week. And then Super Mario RPG <gasps> is coming as well. So <laughs> I'm so happy. I, what a fall. I know, right? <sighs> I know. I just, mean, yeah. It's just going great. And Tears of the Kingdom, still just crushing it. Also, worth mentioning, in the top 10 games of all of 2023, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom just on physical sales is in number two, not even including everybody who bought it in the eShop. So I feel like that's not to be overlooked. That's a huge, huge thing. So Hogwarts Legacy, as we already mentioned, in number one, Madden, number three, Diablo in number four, Modern Warfare 2, last year's Call of Duty in number five, (laughs) Jedi Survivor, number six, Starfield, number seven, Mortal Kombat 1, number eight, Resident Evil 4 Remake, number nine, and MLB The Show 23. Man, it's also, like, you know, I just don't see any banjo on here, but it's interesting. I do see Resident <laughs> Evil 4. Oh, are you calling out one Paris Lily? Uh, never. No, listen, there just no, comes a time. No, you wouldn't You wouldn't do that. No, no, there just comes a time when, our ma- when a man is down and you just got to let him rot. You know, Paris, like, wow. listen, I have annihilated you on Twitter so many times. I can't even keep track anymore. You're just like a withering husk. 
I don't want, I can't kick you anymore, man. I saw you tweet about Ooh. banjo today and how you're so sad because you know Phil was talking about he wants other studios to dig into some old archives and pull out <laughs> some stuff if they're passionate about it. I just don't see that happening, friend. Who's passionate about banjo anymore? You know, it's just too bad. It's too bad, Paris. <laughs> <sighs> you know, it's just, how are those worms doing when you're six feet under, friend? Damn. <laughs> He's dead. <gasps> Brett, I love you so much. No, he he made his bed. He's an adult. Oh, he, does. he can lie in it. Oh yeah. Speaking of Starfield having a great year, Uncle Pete is retiring. Good Aww. for him. I mean, I'm sad, yes. I mean, but... I'm sad. Yes, we're sad, but we're happy yeah. for for Pete. So, Brett, you want to read this one? I will read. I have to expand this text though, because fuck me, this is small. All right, hold on. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> this happens when you reach an old age. Okay. After 24 years, I have decided my time at Bethesda Softworks has come to an end. I am retiring and will begin an exciting new chapter of my life, exploring interests and passions, donating my time where I can, and taking more time to enjoy life. This was not a decision I came to easily or quickly, but after an amazing career culminating in the incredible launch of Starfield, it feels like the time is right. This is certainly not goodbye by any means. My love of Bethesda and its people have never wavered, and I will not stop being part of this incredible community we have grown. Thank you to the hundreds and thousands of fans I've gotten to meet and talk to over the last 24 years. Your energy, creativity, and support has been such a big part of my journey. I look forward to experiencing the next part of the adventure alongside you. Working with the amazing people, teams, and studios at Bethesda has been the greatest experience of my life. I'm incredibly proud of everything we have done together, and I'm genuinely excited to see the amazing things they will create next. Love you guys. Pete. I feel like that should be my retirement speech because I just read it from like a first person perspective and I'm like, fuck, that's a good one. That's a good one. That yeah. is a yeah. very well written. good one. I mean, how cool. Like, that's the dream, right? Go out when you feel like you're on top, when you're, you know, I feel like, I don't know how old Pete is, but man, like, go live <laughs> your life. Like, I feel, you know, you're not, you're not like in the retirement home. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you're young and able bodied. No. Go do your shit, friend. That's no, I definitely think he's he's got stuff up his sleeve. He's oh, just yeah. taking a break, taking a break for a while. Well deserved break. He's, so he's got folks, got yeah. Starfield across the finish line and was like, all right, now now I'm done. I don't know I, if I anyone, who, yeah, who who retires, who's like this ball seep in the industry and just stays out of it. You know, creatives have a hard time not being creative. Yeah. True. Yeah. We'll probably see another little indie studio pop up with his leadership sometime in the next five years. But enjoy your break, Pete. We we appreciate everything you've done. You've earned it. Yeah. <laughs> Take some time. And I love that he says donating some of his time. Like, oh, that's what we want to hear. Like, pass on your skills and your your learnings to the next generation. Amen. I, I really love that. Truly one of a kind, Pete Hines. One of my favorite interviews. Of all time, every time I got to talk to Pete on camera, he was just always such a gem. Not only he's just incredibly eloquent and well-spoken and knows so much and is so passionate about the games that he worked on, he's just so much fun and he just didn't give a shit. He was the guy who was like, I'm going to tell it like it is. I'm going to swear in the interview because my company believes in my ability to represent it so wholly and... They're not going to question me that I am confident that I can say whatever the fuck I want on this stage, Love it. including literally that sentence. So <laughs> um, he's great. Pete is wonderful. And I wish him nothing but the best. Congrats, Pete. 
Okay, a couple of quick, in case you miss it, before we get to hands-on. I don't know why I wrote this in here, but I just dropped in this news. Britt, how do you feel about the fact that Like a Dragon Guide will not have an English dub at launch? Actually, I feel like most fans don't care, right? Well, you would think. You would think, Andrew. This is actually a really interesting thing. And you know me. I can make a mountain out of molehill, but I will try not to. Yeah, so okay. this, this is interesting because this game is coming out November 9th. And the new English voice actor for Kiro Youngye tweeted this out. He said, since this is a few weeks away and many may not know this, I thought I should let you know the English dub will not be available on the November 9th launch and will release as a post-launch patch. And so this is interesting because I think a lot of folks who maybe really enjoyed this is going to get so confusing with the new language. Okay. With Yakuza Like a Dragon, you know, a lot of folks I think were drawn to that game because it's kind of a fresh start for the series and it had English voice acting. My understanding um, just from people I've talked to have, who have been hesitant to hop into the Yakuza franchise is like, well, it's all in Japanese with English subtitles. I don't want to read. I don't want to listen to a language I don't understand for, you know, 30 to 50 hours plus for seven games. And I say, you're wrong, but cool, live your best life. So now that <laughs> <laughs> so I think now that folks are, are kind of getting into the series, the way RGG is advertising this game is, you know, like this is a continuation of Kiryu's story from Yakuza 6, right? And from that perspective, yes, people who are most invested in Kiryu are used to the Japanese language and used to the, to the English subtitles. But I think people who are now just getting into the series want to play this one because now they're suddenly been introduced to Kiryu and they're like, well, I want to I want to know like what this scoop is because the way the game is being advertised again is because it's this tie-in and Kiryu is going to be a very prominent character in Infinite Wealth. But yeah, I mean, I think for folks who only played in English, this could be weird. Here's what I'll say. TLDR. I have a lot to say about this, but... I am not surprised this is happening, but I am pleasantly surprised that they are taking the time to incorporate an English patch. I think that's great. I think that will help sell copies. And I, I'm I'd be really curious to know what the pre-sale numbers are for this because they've been teasing and kind of showing off some stuff for this game, which again is out like, you know, in a few weeks, November 9th, that would be best discovered by fans. Some of the the scenes and the screenshots are sharing, I'm like, why would you share this? Unless it's to drum up hype. Because I'm wondering if this game isn't performing as well in pre-sales, like what that internal data is. Hmm. You know what I mean? Well, it's a it's a tough time right now to to try to get gamers' attention when it comes to a pre-sale because there's just so much competition right now. This year, I mean, we've been talking about how this year is bonkers, and I would hope that they wouldn't be trying to spoil things for fans but in an are. effort to drum up interest. But that's what that's I'm That's kind saying. of a bummer. It is a huge bummer. There's, you know, some freaking two main characters meeting for the very first time, and it was just a random screenshot that... RGG mm. tweeted out. And I was like, why would you do that? Because everyone who's already invested in this game and the series is going to be playing anyway. The only people who understand the significance of that screenshot are the people who have played the games, right? We're already buying this one. So why show yeah. that? And uh, it, it's been interesting. It's been very Maybe it was just an oversight by somebody on the social team. <laughs> Maybe. But I feel like not because knowing, having worked <laughs> with publishers on like public stuff like this, there's a, pr at least most publishers have a pretty lengthy approval process for screenshots that are going to be yeah. used part of campaigns on social media. Yeah. So that's kind of for why, this exact reason. Why my so gut is, is saying like, yo, like we all know you love your Yakuza games, like a dragon games, but, and we know there are lots of games coming out that are vying for your attention. But look at this. If you play this game, this is, so I think it's, it's, yeah, it's a drum up hype, obviously. Obviously, that's what all marketing is for, but 
Anywho, that's all. I mean, I could talk about this, honestly, the single topic forever because some people are very, very pissed off about this. And I'm like, calm down. You can play the game later. You need to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> your, your titties are flapping in the wind. You need to just stop. Go. Yep. As Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift says. Say. T Swift yeah. says. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, I'm just going to really run through these yeah. quickly because I want to move it into the next section, everybody. Lots to talk about with Spidey. Lies of P. A game, another giant game that's come out this year that I haven't gotten a chance to play with has sold 1 million copies in less than a month, according to IGN. So congrats to that team. The game is good, yeah. according to people who have played it. I've heard haven't so. played it yet. I've heard great things heard about it. Heard it's good. Yeah. Heard it's good. Of course, the studio is happy. So congrats to them. Mortal Kombat Onslaught, a new mobile RPG for mobile, has been released from NetherRealm. And as you can imagine, people have thoughts about game being on mobile. Are you going to play it? <laughs> Honestly, don't know. Yeah. I would rather spend more time playing Mortal Kombat 1 than playing Mortal Kombat Onslaught. Fair. But if I had to choose between one or another, if I could, like maybe if it wasn't in my budget to buy Mortal Kombat 1, I would play this. So have to check it out to give you thoughts. So I'll check it out. Yeah. I'll report back. All right. And it. then lastly, Alan Wake Flashback is a Fortnite experience that recreates Remedy's iconic story. So y'all know Alan Wake 2 is coming out at the end of the month in a week. Oh my God, is it a week away? Yeah. Week and a half away? That's wild to think about. October 27th is the release date and we're excited to play it. And if you are like, yo, I, but I didn't play the first Alan Wake. Am I going to be lost? I don't think you will be. But as we've mentioned in our previous coverage, in our preview of Alan Wake 2 from the event that we went to, you'll understand a lot more and probably enjoy the story a lot more if you kind of have an idea of what's going on because of the Remedy Connected Universe and how they've tied their video games and the lore together. And so they were like, why don't we put together a little thing with our publisher, Epic Games, who if you didn't know is publishing Alan Wake 2. And they did in Fortnite, you know, that other little game that Epic Games makes. This is really cool. Yeah, it's a little small Fortnite experience and it goes over uh, the events of the first Alan Wake. And Re, you were the first person I thought of when I read this. And then I'm like, wait, she's literally married to the Alan Wake Bible. So yeah. I feel like you don't need this. <laughs> but if you're no, a, I have all the she's lore. a big Fortnite girly. That's what so. I was saying. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, I actually have all the lore. I've watched many lore videos about both um, Alan Wake and Control and all of the different like objects of power and, and mm -hmm. how the two connect to each other. So I know quite a bit about it. I'm just too scared to play it by myself. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> so. That's all good. But yeah, this is cool. I, I really think this is an interesting idea and I need to watch like a YouTube video. I'd be curious to know what the recap actually shows. If you play it, Ray, I'd love to hear what you think, but I know you're kind of busy with you know, <laughs> lots of other stuff. <sighs> there's there's a couple a couple in the queue that I need to get to, but maybe yeah. I might check it out. Oh, in uh, here I thought you were just gonna say that you're just busy drinking water, you know, and oh, yeah. surviving yeah. day to day. It, that does take a lot of energy too. It does. <laughs> just do what you can. Yeah. All right, everybody, it is time for us to take one last quick break. When we come back, we're talking about web slinging in New York City. That's right, it's Spider Man Two time. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Everybody, it is the second segment of the What's Good Games podcast where we talk about what we've been playing and any preview events we have been to. And we have been playing a very big game. But before we get to that, I want to let you know that this episode of What's Good Games is brought to you by this wonderful sponsor. This episode of What's Good Games is brought to you by Me Undies. 
cozy up in style this fall with unmatched comfort of Me Undies. Me Undies has the softest, most breathable underwear and loungewear that we've ever experienced. And y'all know, we've been friends with MeUndies for a long time here at What's Good Games. I feel like I have something from every collection they've ever put out because I just truly love their stuff that much. And whether you're on the grind during the work week or maybe you're just posted up on the couch watching some anime or whatever the latest thing on Disney Plus is, if you're me, <gasps> MeUndies is here to keep you comfy. So as I just mentioned, I have pretty much everything from the MeUndies collection, but my recent faves have been the feel-free lace underwear, which if you haven't tried yet, is great. And then did y'all know the MeUndies socks are actually very amazing? They're nice and cushy. I got those no-show ones because, you know, for some reason, I have this thing about keeping my ankle bones covered with sock. I like to keep them exposed. Don't ask me why, but they've got lots of no-show socks, you guys. They're great. Speaking of items, they have all kinds of prints, too, from black classics to fun seasonal prints, modern geometric shapes. MeUndies has a wide range of cuts and styles that will keep you filling up your shopping cart before you know it. And despite their name, MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore their lounge collection featuring cozy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. And they've got robes and pajamas. We're big onesies fans here at What's Good Games. And MeUndies' signature tensile micromodal fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and also comfy, making it ideal for all day wear and all night wear. Hey, if you wear it for more than a day, maybe you wear it for two or three days, we're not judging here. No judgment. But you should wash it eventually. Plus, it's just fashion that you can feel good about. They use sustainably sourced materials and they work with partners that care for their workers. To get 25% off your first order at MeUndies plus free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash what's good. That's MeUndies.com slash what's good for 25% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Brittany, let's talk Spider-Man 2. And Rihanna... Because you haven't been playing yet. Yeah. No, I've been observing. Observing. Watching. Okay, cool. So where do we start? First off, I guess we should say thank you to Sony and PlayStation for providing us with code to play the game. You know, checkbox our FCC. I always forget which one it is. FTC uh, requirements. (laughs) You know, the thing. Disclosure, everybody, is important. And normally I would be like, take a shot. It's a Disney game. But technically, John doesn't work on this game. So... You don't have to what take a shot if you don't want to, anyway, everybody. If he's not working on Spider-Man, you know what I mean? I mean, literally, he, he's just loafing around his office, God, you know, know, playing Disney Speedstorm because that's the slacker. only thing he plays now. So, yeah, he is <laughs> the biggest slacker ever. Just kidding. I love you, honey. You're working really hard. Keep doing great things. Okay, let's talk. Let's talk Spidey. This game, as I tweeted, is ridiculous. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. amazing. It's so much fun. And I'm going to get into my thoughts after you get into your thoughts. Because I would love to hear from you, Brittany, as somebody who didn't really... Would you say it's fair to say that you haven't really... You didn't really play the first two? No, I played the shit out of the first one. The one that came out in 20... God, what year was that, ladies? 2018? 19? No, it was earlier. Really? It was... Yeah. I thought it was earlier. No, because we were talking about it on the show. And we started launching 2017. Is it 2019? Is it 20... No, because God of War was was pandemic time frame. Oh, see, you know, we're just a bunch of fake gamer... Gamer milfs over here. We don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Fake gamer milfs. Also, if I That's seem distracted, it. I have a really bad mosquito bite on my ankle, and it's driving me fucking crazy. Um, no, Brittany, you were correct. It was September seventh, twenty eighteen. Okay. Marvel Spider Man. Great, great. But no, so you are correct in the sense that I'm not 
Like, I wouldn't call myself a general Spider-Man fan, right? I don't really watch the movies. I don't read the comics. I don't watch the TV shows. But I loved the game in 2018. I was really surprised, actually, by how well it, it captured my attention and held my attention. And this one is just like it's taken over my life. I think I'm about 62% of the way. I did the math. That's why I know this. Of the missions. And I can't stop doing the side stuff. I can't stop doing everything. This could very well be the first game I ever platinum because it is just <gasps> I mean wow. assuming assuming I don't have to do anything on a super hard difficulty because I'm just playing on the normal difficulty but I mean it is just so everything you do is so engaging in this game so I mean I think that's some of the biggest praise I can I can sing for this game is some as someone who doesn't really know the lore of this universe I am just enamored I can't get enough of it and uh, just, again, like everything I'm doing, it's entertaining. And that's why I can't stop doing everything. I gave a shout out to the writers on my Twitter profile because just I think part of the reason why it's so engaging is because of the character dialogue. There's silly puns. There's little witty one-liners. And it never – I don't think I've gotten any repetitive dialogue other than like if reinforcements are called. But other than that, I could be doing the same sort of side mission but there's like different lines of dialogue written for every separate little side mission, despite it being the same activity. And I just can't, I can't freaking stop. It is so good. <laughs> um, and I just, I love the character of Miles. I never played Miles Morales. And I have, again, haven't seen any of the movies or the shows or anything. And I just love how real he is. And granted, like, he and I have a pretty great age difference. But he's going through some stuff in his life that is incredibly relatable to what my husband has been going through. And so that has been super visceral for me, watching how he's handling certain situations and just how he is living this life that's not picture perfect. He's trying to live a normal life, you know, dealing with relationship stuff and school stuff. But yet he's Spider-Man and he is just so, I think he outshines Peter Parker. And I just love him as a character and um, getting such a thrill as playing him. But then again, you play as Peter and you get a completely almost different side of it, you know, between the abilities and the character and the way I just feel like the tone changes. And it is just, even though there's some dark shit that happens in this game, it makes me feel good. It's kind of a feel good game because you kind of feel like you're just watching and playing a really uh, long like Spider-Man movie. You know, it's just so fun for everything I do. So I'll stop gushing now. But my God, like what a game. What a freaking game. Like, I feel like we could talk about this game for hours. Everything this game is doing and is trying to do, it is excelling at. Like for every 100%. part of it, every little inch of it. I'm like, how are you so good? You nailed it for me. And I was reading a bunch of other reviews trying to figure out why people were not giving this game like a perfect score. And I think a lot of the criticisms are it's repetitive gameplay from the first two games. And I, I wholly disagree. I, I don't think it is at all. I think it's I think it's more engaging the things that they've added. Have they reused some things? Yes. But it turns out they're not going to rebuild New York City from the ground up and make it a different New York. So are, are they going to use some of the same art assets? Yeah, obviously, it's New York City. Central Park is going to look the yeah, same. Y'all better everybody. use that same criticism on <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. That's all I know. You know they don't because that's the way the fanboys work. But what I really love about this game is that it has done so much to grab me where the first two games in the franchise did it. And let me be clear, the first two games in the franchise were also excellent. Spider-Man and Miles Morales were both great games, but this game is built on both of those in a way that just has its hooks in me. And 
I just love that this game feels like a video-ass video game. Yeah. And that's what I keep coming <laughs> back to. I think that the interactive medium and art of video games is doing some really cool things. But sometimes you just want to play a game that really scratches the gaming itch in the sense of the mini games are fun. The puzzles are fun. The traversal is out of this world. Insomniac really showing their strength as a studio in moving around New York City, really taking advantage of the PlayStation 5 hardware and this being a showcase game, if you have a PlayStation 5, you absolutely need to play this game. But as you said, Brittany, every single piece is just fun. Like sometimes you get open world fatigue with all of the different collectibles. And I feel like it's so balanced. I know I don't share that opinion that some people think that there's too much going on, that it feels too busy. But let me tell you. This game has never felt as busy as some of the Assassin's Creed games have felt. So <laughs> I feel like Assassin's Creed still kind of has like the top the top bar for like busyness in the open world of stuff to do. But everything that they do rewards you. So I want to go stop that crime and earn those tech parts so I can get another suit. Or I want to go do that side mission so I can earn that custom suit or get tech parts or rare tech parts for my gadgets or get the hero tokens so that I can upgrade, you know, my suit abilities. All of the mechanics work so fluidly together that it doesn't ever feel like work or busy work. It feels like stuff that you want to do to keep your character progression going. And I think that's such a testament to the level design and the game direction of Spider-Man 2. Oh, you crushed it with that open world comment about on the stuff to do. That's something that I've repeated to myself over and over again while playing is they could have, this map is huge, right? They could have get, went wild and added so much busy work and so many random ass activities to do. I don't know. I, I want to say they use constraint, but I think there's just some brilliant people at that studio who know exactly what we want and what we're looking for in a game like this and again because going back to that unique character dialogue and everything you do you get to know these characters through every side thing you do like Miles will say something that tells me something about his past that I never knew just because I decided to do a side mission and some of these side missions have been some of my favorite in any games ever they're just so warm or they're just so interesting I kind of want those side missions to continue going and I wouldn't mind taking a pause on the main mission I'm like no can I just get like three more missions regarding this particular thing instead there's one mission where you're dealing with stuff with a music museum and that oh, I love that one oh, really, like, that was really cool it was so good and I was I went through this museum looking at all of these historical musicians these famous musicians and I was googling them on my phone I was pausing the game and googling them and learning Learning about these these fascinating humans who actually existed. Anyway, I loved it. But Re, you've been watching. Have you seen the game from start to finish? I have. So I've seen everything. Um, and this including, is no spoilers, no. by the way. Right. So no spoilers. Right. But uh, just it, including, you know, like your final fights and things like that. So I've seen the escalation. And what's without spoiling anything, what's really impressive to me is how well Insomniac has balanced all of these, you know, mechanics and, and things integrating seamlessly, as you so so eloquently put it, Andrea, but also keeping the emotional intent throughout. Like every fight feels important. 
And even if it's a side mission, like you're saying, Britt, like it, it impacts you, right? As the person playing as Miles, as, you know, Miles is, you know, going through the city and, and doing all these capers in order to get this suit that unlock, which is, you know, also really cool. But you're learning and you're experiencing New York and you're seeing what's important to his mother and the people around them in the community. And like, like it's just so well balanced between the video ass video game aspects, which they absolutely have nailed at this point. This is their third time in the series. Of course, they will. But also making it feel like a worthwhile story to experience. And it keeps you moving forward, whether it's inside missions or collectibles or the main story. Like you just want to keep learning about what's going to happen to these characters and the characters are so good. <laughs> like, I'm just really impressed. I did not expect to love Mary Jane this much. I didn't expect to care this much about Harry. Yeah. Like, they, they just, they really, like, pull you into the struggles and the challenges and the growth of every single person that you interact with, whether they're playable or not. And I, I just found myself very invested in what's going to happen to them and how they all interact with each other, right? Because even if you are a fan of Spider-Man, like movies and comics, you haven't seen them interact with this particular flavor, right? You haven't seen them in this exact combination with these exact enemies. And I think they just absolutely nailed it. And I might actually still go through and play it myself just to experience a lot of these moments again. I highly recommend that you do. And Britt, I'm so glad that you called out the Music History Museum, because I think that's one of many important moments that Insomniac has brought to light in this game. And I want to call out something that they did with another one of the side characters, Miles's love interest girlfriend. I don't know if I ca can call her. They're flirting, uh, I right? think you could get away with saying it, yeah. <laughs> and... She's this amazing character. She's an artist and they talk a lot about her art and him supporting her and her art. But also she's deaf and there's a really amazing mission with her where they showcase her deafness and what it means to her and how it impacts her world. And it's done so artistically and I think it's the first time in a video game where I've actually seen a developer try to take on this task of having a playable like deaf character and trying to simulate like what that is and I think that they need to be commended for a job well done and you know I don't want to say too much more about the mission because you know I want you guys to be able to discover and play it for yourselves but just something that was just so profound to me that I like had to stop and like talk to John about it. I was like this is so amazing that no one has done this and Insomniac did it so well and there's just so many of those moments oh, yeah. buried in this fantastic superhero game that has this awesome combat and these crazy giant set piece moments and you wouldn't think that they were able to bake all of this in and like I feel like people are not prepared for just how good this game actually is mm -hmm. yeah. like every piece of it is just done with such care it feels like like somebody cared a lot about that mission and it shows and it's yes. every mission, <laughs> like every side thing, like somebody really cared a lot about it. And, and hands down, like, I think it's one of the most successful single player games I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And I think that people who are judging the story based on the fact that it's this comic book based lore are maybe selling it short and not giving it enough credit because, yes, does it go to weird, wacky places because it is comic books? Of course it does. But it also has some really grounded moments that I think are great. And then we haven't even talked yet about just how 
freaking fun the combat is with these suits, right? And the dynamic between Miles and Peter and being able to play as both of them and upgrade both of them and being able to essentially hot swap between them is is bonkers that that's also in the game. It's like no loading yeah, for anything yeah. <laughs> at all. <laughs> IGN posted a loading video and it's 1.3 seconds. And then Insomniac mm-hmm. actually came out. To, you know, so the, the, the fast travel is the coolest... The coolest thing I've ever freaking seen in a video game. It's it's wild. Yeah, you have your map open, right? And then you select like, hey, I want to fast travel here. And then it's, you know, like that grid city top down view. And then it just zooms in and then boom, like you're flying through the streets. Like that's your fast travel. And it takes 1.3 seconds. And then Insomniac did come out and said, actually, like part of that is because you have to hold down the triangle button because, you know, we don't want to accidentally teleport you somewhere if you didn't mean to go there. But we could completely wipe that and it would just be instant. Like that is so freaking... Amazing. That's and bonkers. one of my concerns about this game going into it was okay. So I have Miles and I have Pete. Am I gonna am I gonna have to pick and choose which character I want to play as? Am I gonna have to pick and choose which one I want to use for certain missions or all of the missions? And I don't know which one I should pick. Am I gonna make the wrong decision? Ah, you don't have to worry about that if you're like me, friends. You know there are some missions <laughs> that you can do as either or, but these characters all have their you know personal missions, and then the main missions. You know if you try to approach that as the quote wrong Spidey, it'll automatically switch you to the other one if you let it. So that was something a concern I did have. But um, other than that, like I'm having so much fun just switching between Miles and Pete. I'm like, who do I want to play right now? Because they have very distinct play styles. And then you have that bomb freaking upgrade tree where you were saying, Andrea, you can upgrade both of them at the same time, or you can upgrade one or the other. And then you have your suit powers you can upgrade. You have gadgets you can. It's the the RPG stuff in this game is also. How is it so good? How is everything so good in this game? I can't understand. Somniac just slaying it with this game. Just slaying it. And you're going to have to restrain yourself, friends, on spending all of your tech parts. On your suits, because let me tell you, <laughs> it's been a challenge to be like, okay, stop buying dress-up clothes and start buying upgrades, because there is some overlap in your gadget upgrades and your the suits that you can buy. But I've bought in a lot of suits already. Look, Andrew, do you have the cat backpack? Of course, Bodega Cat was one of the first suits I got. I have <laughs> some, I have some fun screenshots and stuff. Oh my gosh! Um, and some videos of the cat because the cat. So if Just you guys played out. Miles Morales, we met we met Spider Man the cat. So there is a one of the Spider-Man suits you can get in the game is called Bodega Cat. And the cat is in a backpack that you wear. And as you're, I have a video of me swinging through New York and the cat's like lifting its paws out almost like it's like waving like on a roller coaster. <laughs> it's so funny. But the animation they did on that cat because I was wearing the suit as I went into a cutscene with Miles. <laughs> and I was like, okay. The cat's is fully this- involved. Oh, yes. <laughs> the cat's like in it. And then mm-hmm. like I went went invisible i used the cloak and like cat fully cloaked too i was like they thought of everything i didn't it's even just, know i haven't even dabbled in the suits because i'm like i don't you know suits don't really mean much to me but now i'm like okay oh well, Brandy, no well, now ah! i know we'll see now i know i'll have to get the kitty cat there's so many good ones <sighs> and i love okay here's the other thing i absolutely love i don't know how much time you spend Andrea on the actual city streets or we watch I'm assuming you watch Danny play how much time he actually spent on the streets but I'm just like flying across looking at the rooftops because the rooftops alone are fun to scour because you never know what you're gonna find you never know what you're gonna come across and just swinging is the coolest shit ever I sometimes forget that there's a whole ass city down below for you to explore and you know what's been really fun is Jace loves watching me play this 
and he goes, he always says stuff like, go Spidey, go, go. And he loves as I just walk through the streets of New York and he likes looking at the storefronts and all of the people. And if he sees a fire hydrant, he gets really excited or like cars or trucks or ambulance. It's, I mean, literally you can just spend your time LARPing, walking around this huge ass city (laughs) and never get bored. It's wild how much denser New York has gotten over the last two games into this game, really showcasing again. I don't want to be like the power of the PlayStation 5 because it feels like Sony marketing talk. But it's true. But I mean, it absolutely is. I mean, the last two games you could tell, you know, if they're trying to support PS4, there was just hardware limitations there with what they could load in as far as moving assets without having, you know, loading screens or loading sections. And it's truly remarkable all of the things that they put into this game and I'm with you Brittany like I don't spend a lot of time walking but every once in a while after I'm at like a photo op I'll just kind of like walk around a little bit first but I was playing and I actually had to show like I was doing the sprint off the ground move where you hold Mm. R2 and then hit X and it gives you like this boosted jump because I always use that and then just go right into web wings because those are my freaking favorite way to get around and John was like wait a minute what's you can just boost from anywhere. And I was like, yeah, you just hold down R2 and then hit X and it gives you like a vertical leap and then you can essentially swing or web wing to wherever you want. And he was like, huh. And I was like, oh, have you have you not been doing that? And he was like, nope. And I was like, oh, well, just goes to show there are multiple ways you can get around New York as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And it just feels so good. I think I saw someone on Twitter call it Superman game that doesn't exist. Like, like the Superman <laughs> because, 64 done right. With the- yeah, because like Spider-Man <laughs> flies better in the sky than Superman has I in any game it. that he's been in. And I'm like, oh, I mean, that's not a dig. I think that's a testament to the work that Insomniac's team has done on the locomotion and traversal in this game because it's just so fun to go that, around New York. Shout out to that, what's it called? The auto chase feature or the auto follow. Chase assist. Chase assist. Chase assist. God bless chase assist. Yeah, I didn't need it until a certain <laughs> round of side missions open up where you have to use the web gliders to follow a certain, yeah, reason on your edginess. And I was like, this is cool, but listen, like I don't got the patience for this, but I want to do it. So I turned on chase assist and I just got to sit back and it just, you know, it kind of auto completed all of the missions for me. And I'm like, this is awesome. Awesome, because it was still fun and enjoyable to watch because you're still soaring through the city. I'm seeing things that I hadn't seen before. And then I get the XP after. Like, bless you, Insomniac. Thank you. Thank you for knowing. I've been playing on Friendly because I wanted to focus on the story and getting through side missions and not having to worry too much about learning the combat mechanics. And I was like, oh, I can always go back and then ratchet up the difficulty to really experience like the full power of what these different combo systems can do because the combat design is also phenomenal. The way that you can really combo so many of these abilities together and the way that you can choose how you want to upgrade and how you want to spend your focus meter. And the way that they handled that is really excellently done as well. It makes the game feel super fun. But my goodness, the accessibility features in this game are really well done. And, you know, we aren't accessibility experts. You know, I would point you to our friend, the blind gamer, Steve Saylor, if you want to see his full accessibility review of this game. But just some of the popular settings that Insomniac points you to at the very beginning of the game, I think is such a nice feature to say, hey, here are some of the most tweaked settings in our games. If you want to check these settings, these are the ones that we have found to be the most popular. And I love that because it tells people, hey, these are things that a lot of other people change to make their game experience more enjoyable. Maybe you would like that too. And y'all know I put chase assist on immediately. I was like, that's one of my least favorite game mechanics ever is having to do chase sequences. So I was like, yep, on. 
Isn't it's there great. also a puzzle skip option? I saw some people talking about. Um, I think so. I'd have to go back and double yeah, check yeah, for I'm sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw some folks talking about that. And I don't know what puzzles in particular. You know, there are some. Maybe it's the the atom bursting one or whatever it is. But oh, I love that I one. I do too. But I can see. You know, if that's not your thing, if your brain doesn't work that way, I don't know. Again, what kind of missions? But I just still love that. You know, that's an option too. It's just like, mm-hmm. yo, play the game how you want to play. And, ain't no and we haven't even talked about the dual sense. Oh my All God. of the things they're doing with the dual sense in this game. When you're game, on the bike, with the haptic triggers. When you're on the bike, that's the coolest freaking feel. I'm getting so excited. I put my hair clipper on my finger. I don't even know what to do with myself <laughs> right now. But yo, when you're on, you're riding a bike at one point, and just that the, the little rumble, the haptics in there, it feels like you're on a fucking bike, but you're just, it's just coming through the controller. Ugh, again, every inch of this game has been thought about. It's been cared about. So much attention went into it. I am just like, again, like if there's there's never been a showpiece for PS5 like Spider-Man 2. Like there's just not. Like everything on this just executed so fucking perfectly. It's real good. It's real oh. good, everybody. Ooh. So if you have a PS5 and you're on the fence about getting it, I like Hop off I don't know. Like <laughs> I don't know how you're going to get a better game, a better game than this. It's yeah. it's it's so much fun. I guess if you hate superhero games, then this isn't for you. If you're just but, like I really don't like swinging like yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, you don't have to. You can literally walk across New York if you want to. Mm-hmm. You could run up buildings. I guess there maybe are a couple missions where you have to swing, but yeah, yeah, man. If you hate New York, maybe it would be tough. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, because it's obviously the only place you can be. Can't really get around that. Can't get around that. But it's great. I'm excited to finish it. I haven't finished it yet, but ready to play more. And yeah, just want to do all of the things. Sure. I want to finish it, too. Let's just do that. We got Super Mario Wonder this week, too. We got Alan Wake. <sighs> Alan Wake's coming. City Skylines. City Skylines. I know you're super stoked for that. Man. Too much. There's too many games. I will say, I'm excited for Super Mario Bros. Wonder. On Friday, I'm going over, and I have a date with my old man, and we're going to have some whiskey. <gasps> yeah, we're going to play some Mario, and I'm very excited to play that. I think he's... Good, oh, I want a full report next week. Yep, full report. I'll bring my patience, because I love my old man, but my God, watching him play in video games. Well, as far as I know, there's a mode where you can make it so he can't die. Oh. As your second oh. on co-op. Okay. Thank you. That seems right. I feel like Nintendo's had that in the last couple of games yeah, in co-op. Yeah. Like, like so the I've never taken advantage of it, and I should. Well, yeah. guess you should. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our show for this week, everybody. Um, we're very excited to have y'all join us for the stream next week. Don't forget, Thursday, October 26th, 12 p.m. Pacific time, twitch.tv slash what's good games. And uh, next week's episode will be our final of 2023. <laughs> I'll be in studio. I don't oh. know if we've mentioned that. That'll actually be there. Oh, we haven't. She's coming yeah. to LA. It'll be great. Yay. Yay. It'll be fun. Like old times. And we're going to be wearing new matching shirts. All Yay. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I can't wait for this. <laughs> Episode 350. <laughs> okay. Go play a video game or go outside and touch some grass or something. Have fun, everybody. Bye. <laughs>